왜? 왜니 미래를 자기네들 길이 상상해서 날 무시해? 내가 내가 비해의식이면 넌 사이코패스야 오디션 들어줬다 그러면 안됐다 얼마나 마음이 아프겠냐 이러는게 상식 아니야? 잘됐다 군대 가야된다 그게 인간이냐? 오케이 okay, that was quite dramatic let's change the pace for a bit 여러분의 the lead character of the show of the show that I'm going to discuss today so yeah what are we waiting for um, I'm, I'm gonna explain that a little bit later but for now let me tell you what are we gonna expect on this episode okay so this episode we'll be talking about what we'll be talking about we'll be talking about the show Chung Chun Giro so This is the Korean title for the show Record of Youth that is available on Netflix. If you're in Korea, it's also being shown on TVN. Actually, this is already finished. Yeah, the runtime of the TV series was from September 7th this year until October 27th. So when you're listening to this episode, the show is already complete on Netflix. So you can binge watch if you want. If you don't want, that's also fine. I'm not binge watching. I'm watching like two to three episodes per week only. And before recording this episode, I have only watched five episodes of the show. So I'm quite late to the show actually. But anyway, for this episode, we'll only be discussing episodes two, three, and four. If you're interested to know about the first episode of the show, I have actually published or uploaded a video on YouTube sharing my top 10 favorite lines from the show and I've also explained a bit about the language part of yeah of, of those expressions that I have noted on the video it's only a 10 minute video on YouTube by the way so you can check it out um, I'll post the link on my show notes so that you can watch it later Not now, please. Don't leave me alone. I'd feel super awkward. Okay, so what else do we need to know? So this show, I'm looking at the Namu Wiki of Chung Chun Giro. So it says this is produced by Pen Entertainment and the Studio Dragon. Also, the director is An Gil Ho and the playwright is by Ha Myung Hee. Okay, I'm not an expert. These are the first. This is the first time I'm seeing their names, because I, I wasn't really looking into these kinds of data before doing this episode. So it's the first time I'm looking at it, and I'm gonna put the Namu Wiki page for those of you who'd be interested to look at this as well. But it's all in Korean. So if you don't know Korean just yet, 
uh, maybe you can check the English version of this site or maybe there's a wiki something for record of youth in English uh, I didn't check that out but yeah so I I'll just put the link of this one okay so now the music is gone and this is actually the time that I feel most afraid of because when the music is gone I know that it's only me speaking and it's super intimate with you it's super intimate but with me it's also super intimate because I am only able to hear myself and there's nothing else except for the rain right now because it's raining but aside from that there's nothing so this is like the first time I'm doing this reviewing a K-drama and at the same time discussing aspects of the language used in the K-drama so I'm gonna mm, choose a few lines from the show which I really like and then we'll discuss about the grammar structure the vocabulary and stuff if that's something you like okay so today we're just gonna look at episodes 2, 3, and 4 did I mention that already? Yeah, I did. Okay, so, alright. So, before we do anything, I just like to explain the first part of this episode wherein I did a very short monologue using the lines thrown by Park Bogum. His name in the show is Sa Hejun. Okay, so l let me just explain what I did or what I said in the first part. It was the time when... Sahajun was like confronting his parents, uh, telling them that he failed the audition. And then instead of, you know, consoling him or comforting his heart because he, well, he failed the audition, his dad was like, oh, that's good. Well, you, you have to go to the military. You have to do the military service anyway. So that was his dad's reaction. And he was so frustrated Sayajun was so frustrated because yeah I, I mean, perhaps I think normally in usual families we'd expect our parents or family members to console us or comfort us when we have you know those kinds of failures but instead yeah that's what happened so Sayajun said those lines the lines that I said at the beginning I'm not gonna repeat it because I've already said that like five six times before completely recording it but what what it meant is this so okay i'm gonna say it anyway when why are you looking down on me with your assumptions about my future and then another line that he said psychopathia if you think I'm acting like a victim, you are a psychopath. Audition 떨어졌다 그러면 안 됐다. 얼마나 마음이 아프겠냐. 이러는 게 상식 아니야. This part, he was saying, so if I said I failed the audition, then wouldn't it be normal? Wouldn't it be like common sense for you to tell me, oh, that's sad or you must be um, having a difficult time something like that but instead they said so and then he continues 
잘됐다 군대 가야 된다 그게 인간이냐? So is it human to say 잘됐다 군대 가야 된다? So it went well. That's good. You you have to go to the military. So it's like that. Do I have to explain this word by word? Um, no, uh, because that's not really the thing that I wanted to discuss in this episode. But if you want to, like, pick this, I mean, to look at these lines in detail, I suggest you use the app that I'm using. Oh, well, it's not an app. It's a Chrome extension. Learn languages with Netflix when you watch and then... As you watch the TV show or any show on Netflix, you can actually also uh, see the Korean subtitle and then the English subtitle altogether or just one of the two, whichever you want. And also there's a built-in dictionary which you can use to check each word. So the reason why I'm not explaining this part is because, well, for me, all the words are... Super common words. So uh, I don't have to explain it, I think. But I believe not everyone who's listening to these podcasts is going to be at the same level as me. So there's going to be people with varying levels. So how, how do we solve that? Well, let's let's get to this together. Let's go through a journey together, okay? So for, for me, I'm doing this because I'm trying to improve myself. I mean, I'm trying to learn more vocabulary words by exposing myself to K-drama and then picking from the dialogues, from the lines. I get to learn new vocabulary, new expressions. And I'm thinking I could also help you do the same by doing this on a podcast. But so let's admit that people who are going to be listening to this podcast are going to be coming from different levels so there would be like beginners intermediate learners and super advanced learners so let me give you a tip if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know any korean but you've just come across this show because well it's about k-drama and then it's a podcast for language learners so why not try it so yeah that's good i'm happy that you're here you're listening to this But yeah, you have to get started on your language learning journey. So first step is you need to study Hangul. Hangul is the writing system for Korean. It's like their alphabet. That's their ABC. So if you want to learn Korean, I recommend you start by learning Hangul. Okay? So yes, uh, usually it only takes maybe 30 minutes to an hour and then you can already get the gist of how characters are written and how words are formed i think yeah you can do that in an hour i will try to look for some youtube videos that can help you do that and add it on the show notes so i really recommend you to start learning hangul because if you don't do that then i don't know I'm not sure where we're going if you're trying to learn Korean and not spending the time to learn their alphabet. You'll just end up knowing 안녕하세요 by ear. 
comes sa hamnida by ear, sarang hamnida by ear, but you won't be able to progress as much. So yeah, get started. Start learning Hangul. Okay, so that's my cool tip for every one of you. Cool tip is actually a Konglish word. I'm not sure if American people or English people in general would say the words cool, cool tip. But yeah, in Korean they have that, so it's a cool tip. For me, it's just a tip. So I'm giving you a tip on how to study Korean. Start by learning Hangul. Okay, it's not so hard. I swear, I promise, it's not so hard. Just 30 minutes to one hour, and then you just have to memorize it. The memorizing part is also not very difficult. Second cool tip, try to write your diary using Hangul. So even if you're writing English or whatever language you have, try to write it in Hangul. So maybe that's like a practice since you don't know Korean words yet. But you can do that. Okay, so that's cool tip. Okay, let's continue. Okay, what am I gonna talk next? Okay, about the show Record of You. So let me give you my two cents about the story of the show. So up to this point, I've seen up to episode five, but uh, I wouldn't be talking about episode five today. So just episodes two, three, four. But let's also talk about episode one since. Since I didn't really react to the story of that in the video that I have uploaded on YouTube, so what do I think about the story of Record of Youth? Well, what Record of Youth is? Well, I, I think Record of Youth is quite popular because of the leads, so Park Bogum and Park Sodam. So I'm saying Park because well we're doing English, but. If you want, so Pak Pogum and Pak Sodam, so they're quite popular. Uh, I don't know when Pak Pogum started his career, but I think he was on Reply nineteen eighty eight and other shows as well, and he's quite popular. I wasn't into Korean pop culture for a very long time until until now. So this is the only time I'm actually. Looking into these celebrities and the work that they're doing, so uh, yeah, I don't have much to say about them. And then Park Sodam, she was Jessica. Wait, what's Jessica her name in the show, in the movie, in the award-winning movie Parasite, right? So yeah, I think that's that's a really good way to sell the show. When I first watched. Chongchun Geruk or Record of You, the first episode was quite interesting, and I was also quite confused because it began with a scene wherein Sahajun was, uh, I think it was his audition piece for the movie, and it was really good. I forgot the lines that he said. I don't even know what it was about, but yeah, the that one. So he's uh, actually a model and. Also trying to be an actor, but then his dilemma is that he has to go to the military because it's, he has been delaying it for quite a while already, and his parents, well, his dad specifically, wasn't buying it. He doesn't want him to end up trying and trying to be an actor or trying and trying to be 
a model because he thinks it, it felt like he didn't want his son to just rely on his looks to you know to get a good life to live a good life something like that so that was kind of the story that he has there and then Sodam what's her name oh my gosh I forgot what Jongha 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 An Jongha okay An Jongha that was Sodam so Sodam's story is she's like uh a fangirl, a super fangirl of Sahajun, although Sahajun was not super popular in the setting of the show, but Anjonga was a super fangirl and she's also a makeup artist and she also has her own drama. Yeah, sort of. Yes, she does. I'm sure I'm sure she does. She has her own drama. Uh what else? I think that's the general idea of the show, of what I've seen. And then there came this opportunity wherein An Jong-ha was able to meet Sahajun in person. And then they became friends because, well, because, well, An Jong-ha did his makeup. And then An Jong-ha was actually kind of a cool girl if you try to look at it because... She's a fangirl, but in front of Sahajun, she was not reacting in a weird way. She was just cool about it. And I think that's a very interesting character for a lot of people. I mean, people could follow that because I think there's a lot of us who are fangirling or fanboying that when we meet our idols or our heroes or whatever, we we suddenly stop. What we suddenly stop acting like normal people, and then we get starstruck. So when we get starstruck, we stop doing things, right? And maybe if you're a makeup artist, you would stop doing the makeup or something like that. But yeah, she was acting normal. She was acting cool. That was a really good um, etiquette or character or whatever. But yeah, so that was the gist for episode one, I think. Episode two, I don't know what... I already forgot what happened here. But episode two is... Yeah, I, I think for me, the biggest thing that came into me was the confrontation between Sahajun and his parents. Yeah. I can't remember anymore because when did I watch episode 2? I watched the second episode in September 17. Okay, so how's that? That was very long ago and I don't know anything about it anymore. Hmm. But anyway, so okay. So for now, let's leave it at that. That's all I I can remember for episode 1 and nothing on episode 2. But let's look at the language part of the second episode because I've written a lot of lines that I really liked from this episode and I'm gonna share with you maybe three, four, five, maybe five of them and let's look at them in detail, okay? How is that? Is that cool? For me, it's cool because, well, I'm gonna review this so we're reviewing it together. Okay, first one is 
어쩐지 징근하더라. 우리 징근해. 오케이. 어쩐지 징근하더라. 우리 징근해. I will put the Korean script on the show notes so that you can also review it along with the translation. So, um, yeah. Some people requested me to write down the romanization as much as I'd want to that additional work and and it would encourage laziness from your end if I do that. So I recommend studying Hangul so you can read and write Hangul, okay? So I, I will not use romanizations in the show notes. Clear? All right. So let's go back. 어쩐지 징근하더라. 우리 징근해. 어쩐지 징근하더라. So this part means like that's why we are like what's this? Friendly? We have this friendly feeling between us. 우리 징근해. So oh, looks like we're friends. So if I'm going to translate it from the text, that's how I would translate it. But it was translated on Netflix as No wonder I felt like we could be friends. So that's for 어쩐지 징근하더라. And then we're the same age. We're the same age was used as the translation for 우리 친구네. 우리 is we or us. 친구 is friends. 네 is... Okay, this is not easy to explain because I didn't prepare the grammar notes. But... Anyway, let's skip the grammar part, okay? So just the vocabulary and the cultural side of this. So, 우리 친구네. It was translated as we're the same age. This is because in Korea, I'm not sure if you've already heard of this. If if you're like super into Korean culture, you would have already known this even before you listen to this podcast. That in Korea, you're only friends if you are or if you have the same age so if i'm 17 and you're 17 in korea we can be friends but if i'm 18 and you're 17 we cannot call each other friends but we can be close but there is that sort of wall between us or there's something separating us because of age okay so that's why yeah Age is very relevant in Korean culture. Okay, are, are we good at that? If you have questions, put it somewhere. <laughs> Try to reach out to me. Send a tweet to me on Twitter. Perhaps you can tweet to me on my personal Twitter account. That's at RomeJuanetas. Or on the show's Twitter account. I don't have it yet as a recording, but when I publish this, I'm going to make one. And I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but I will put it on the show notes. Okay. All right. Next phrase. Next phrase is 말 놓을까? 말 놓을까? So this is translated on Netflix as Should we speak casually then? 말 놓을까? Okay, I know this word. I know this phrase, but I'm adding it here so that I could share it with you and talk about the cultural aspect of it. So if, cause if, if you meet a stranger in Korea, 
Normally, you would be using polite speech or those speech that ends with yo, so that's polite. But if you're formal, so you end with a with a, you end with the sentence endings imnida or those kinds of things. But if you're same age and then you feel like you could be close to each other or you're trying to build that close relationship with each other, you can use panmar, which is the casual speech. And to do that, usually you have this verbal agreement between you and the person you're talking to that you're you're telling the other person, should we speak casually? Can we lower down the politeness level? Something like that. And to do that, you can say, Mal noirka. But then here, I think it was Sahajun who said this. He already used panmar right away. Actually, even before, It was him, I think it was him who said this. And then he said, So he was already using panmar before he even asked. But I think that's okay. If you're sure that you're of the same age and there's no weird things going on between the two of you, like no power play or anything, because if you speak panmar, the casual, or I wouldn't say street language, just casual, non-polite speech, so it's shorter and no yos and the likes, yeah, you should be real close, or at least you should be, um, you should have the same age. But it doesn't mean if you know somebody... If you know a Korean to be the same age as you or someone younger than you, it would still be impolite to talk to them casually if you don't know them personally. So it doesn't mean that because you're older, you can just use panmar to every every person younger than you. Unless you're like a person of authority. But even, even in that case, I, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Like if you're a boss or something and then... There's someone younger than you and you're talking to him or her for the first time. If you use panmar, that's rude. So formal first or ca- or polite first. And then if you have already this agreement, not disagreement. If you already have an agreement to speak casually, then you can. Okay, cool. Cool for me. So that's just like review. <laughs> okay, next thing. This one is, I'm sharing with you because it's a new vocabulary for me. Hejuni ip yong tongjiso nawaso. Hejuni ip yong tongjiso nawaso. Hejun got the draft notice. Okay, so the new word for me here is ip yong tongjiso. And it is the draft notice. So I'm not very familiar with draft notice before this show because here where I am here in the Philippines we don't have we don't have a required military service so what is Ipyong Tongjiso the draft notice this is uh, like a letter coming from the government sent to individuals who has to go for the military service it's like they're being told hey, you, it's already time you're at the right age and perhaps they'll be giving you a deadline that you should be already 
going to the I mean you should already be serving from this time so that's like the draft notice okay so 입영 통지서 입영 통지서 I will put this on my Anki so that I will remember that that's what it means next 지금 군대 가면 너무 오중간하잖아 지금 군대 가면 너무 오중 오중간하잖아 so, 지금 군대 가면, so if he goes to the military now, 너무 오중간 하잖아. His career would be halted. This is, this is actually new to me. 오중간 하다. So that is the, the base form of the verb. Let me check what it says on neighbor. Okay, I'm using neighbor dictionary as my main dictionary for studying Korean because well I think it's the best Ojungan Ojungan Hada Ojungan Hada Okay so neighbor says that Ojungan Hada is midway halfway ambiguous vague noncommittal awkward not completely fitting incomplete okay so it was translated as his career would be halted. 지금 군대 가면 너무 오중간 하잖아. I I remember this is the mother's friend talking to Hejun's mother that if he's gonna go to the military and do military service, then his career would be halted. Notice that. In the Korean sentence, in the original Korean sentence, there's no mention of the word career. 지금, now, 군대, military, or military service, 가면, go, if he goes, 너무, so, or to, or whatever expression of, you know, adding the the extent. 오중간 하잖아. 오중간 하�ana Hajana is... Like, you know, yeah, something like that. So his career would be halted, you know, something like, okay, it goes to that feels. But his career here is not explicitly said. It's that it's just that ojungan hada. Ojungan hada means to be halted, to be halfway, like cut off in the middle. It's going to be too cut off in the middle. So I, I just wanted to mention that in Korean sentences there's a lot of times wherein they remove the subject of the statement and if you do not know the context you wouldn't understand it at all like if i didn't watch this show and then i was just given this this sentence I wouldn't know what would what would be halted. I wouldn't know what would be stopped midway. Because I don't have context clues. So context is very important in the Korean language. Yeah. Alright. So that's already how many? How many did I share? Four sentences? Mm, okay. Should I stop there and then go to episode three? Um, no, no, no. There's something else I'm gonna share. But this one, it's not about the language per se, 
But the conversation was interesting to me because of the conversation itself. So there was this part wherein、uh, after the show where, where An Jong Ha did the makeup of Sa Hye Jun and Hye Hyo,、uh, Sa Hye Jun said, Krom na jong e buja. Krom na jong e buja. This means, then see you later. And what, what's interesting is An Jong Ha's reply. An Jong Ha said, Na jong e otoke ba? How can we, how can you say, how, how can we see each other later? Kron uirye jogin in sa jo chiana. That kind of. Wait, what's uirye jogin? I, I, I forgot what this means. Um, formality. So that's that kind of formality in terms of greetings is not good. So, okay, well, let's, let's repeat that. Well, what did I mean? So, Hejun said, see you later. And Jonga said, how can we see each other later? That kind of formality or politeness in terms of speech or greeting is not good. So, why do I find it interesting? I find it interesting because、uh, it's spot on. Like every time we meet someone new and then we sort of become close, we, when we say goodbye, we say, see you later. But then the reality is, will we actually see each other later? Most of the time, we don't. We don't see each other later. So, yeah, she has a point. And what happened next was, Hejun gave her his number so that they could see each other again in the future. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out because to me that is quite interesting. What do you think? Okay, up to here, that's、uh, about the episode two of Record of Youth. I'm gonna take a little break and then come back to you. To you, it's gonna be like a second. Alright, we're back after. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we'll be talking about episodes three and four. I think let's talk about the plot right away for both episode three and four. So I've seen episode three on. Wow. September 17, is this? Correct. I think this is not correct, but sometime in September. I've seen episode three sometime in September. And then episode four, I've seen it on October 26. <laughs> I'm so bad. Like, I- I've seen it in September and then I stopped watching it.、Um, it's not because I wasn't interested in the story, but it was because I was looking at other things. Like,、um, you know, I. You know, I have other podcasts, and I was also spending time watching other shows. So, yeah, I got back to this on October 26. So, on my notes, I said, I completely forgot what happened here. That's for episode three. That's because I wrote my notes too late. 
So, yeah, I forgot what happened in episode 3. Episode 4... In episode 4, Sahyajun got the role. And then he got his very supportive manager. And, yeah, I said here, Sahyajun still wants to stay humble. And then, there's this antagonistic guy who is the protagonist in the movie that they were shooting. Meanwhile, Sodam is still going through difficulty dealing with her superior. And her superior is quite extreme. <laughs> okay, those are... Like, I'm writing my thoughts on my notes. But it's not like I discuss the details of the plot. So I kind of not remember everything anymore. But... Yeah, I, I remember that Sahajun got the role, but before that, he actually went to Europe together with this new manager who made this company called Champong because, just because, and yeah. So those are the things that I remember right now. So anyway, this means next time I should probably record an episode right after watching the the episodes that I'm going to cover because if I don't do that then I'm going to forget everything and not have comments on the story by the way it's still raining right now and you're probably hearing the rain sounds the drizzle and there's also a dog barking on the background if that's if that's disturbing or distracting you, I'm sorry. Um, I'll try to record at a different time for the next episode. Because, well, I'm it's actually already late at night. But perhaps our neighbors have visitors. That's why the dogs are barking. Or maybe they're troubled because of the rain. Maybe they're feeling cold. And they have no one to cuddle them. Uh, yeah, anyway... Enough of the chit-chat. Let's go to the language part of the episode. Language and culture or whatever part of the episode. Okay, episode 3 first. Okay, I like this line. I can't really explain it, but something's flaring deep inside. Even though I cannot explain it, Starting from my inside, or yeah, deep inside, something is flaring or something is burning up. Okay, so I know most of these words except chiminda. Chimida. What is this? Chimida. Is it chimida? Oh. Chiminda? Okay. Chimilda. Okay. Chimilda is the base form of the... The word... Of the... Yeah. Chiminda. Chiminda is chimilda. Oh. So chimilda means sore, well up, surge, throw up, come up, raise, lift. So it's like something is welling up from deep inside. So I picked this phrase because, well, it's interesting. I keep saying interesting. I should stop that. Because if I don't, 
probably a lot of you will hate me. And worse, I will hate myself for always saying interesting. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Okay, I need to use other words. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I think this phrase is good in a way that I know all the phrase. I mean, I know all the vocabulary words except Chiminda and it's actually just now that I found out the the base form is chimilda, which means to f like to well up, to soar, and it was translated here as flaring. So, but you you get the picture of what it means, chiminda. Okay, and okay, so this is an interesting part here because I didn't know that before that chimilda when written or when in this present written format would become chimilda. I think that's the first that's the first verb that I've encountered that ends with uh with a real so chimilda milda so does milda become minda if it's written in this format? I need to check my grammar for this one, but you don't have to worry about that if you're not at this level yet. That's okay. Okay. 나 지금 혼자 있어? 리액션 좀 해. Okay, did you get that? That means, am I here alone? Say something. Okay. Yeah, actually I'm here alone because I have nobody beside me or anywhere. But you're there where wherever you are right now maybe you're commuting or anything i i don't know if you're alone but i'm in your head you're listening to me so reaction okay i know all the words to this but i'm writing this down because the usage of the word reaction fascinates me na i chigum now Hunja alone is sought to be. So, am I here alone? Reaction jumhe. Say something. That was the translation. Reaction, as we all know, it's an English word, but it's used in Korean in this way. Reaction jumhe. Reaction jum is a little. He is to do. So, like, the person is telling whoever he or she is talking to, to react. Could you react a little? And it's translated as say something, which I think makes sense. Reaction jom hai. So I, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. And then suddenly I say, Na chikim hunja isso? Reaction jom hai. So am I here alone? Say something. So I, I think that I, I can say that. Or I can just say, Bare speak up something like that but yeah it's it's good to know that you can say something like this reaction jumhe reaction jumhe there's actually a lot of english words that are used in different contexts in korean and i find that really okay am i going to say the word interesting okay <laughs> i find that really interesting because i don't know I mean, these words getting used in Korean in these ways is, it's, I, I wouldn't say weird, but 
it's it's wonderful how English has become integrated in the language. In the Philippines, we actually use a lot of English words in our daily conversation, even if we're talking in Tagalog or Filipino. But I don't know. I, I think we just use the word as it is and not have a different way of using it, like in reaction jumhe. So just saying. Okay. All right. My voice is getting worse now, but uh, I want to finish everything in one go. We're going to go up to episode four. Um, is it better some to do this? No, 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 no. I'm okay. So I, I just saw this one. No, ungun chal karuchinda. Wait, I forgot what ungun is. But in the latest episode, it was translated as patronizing. Okay, so no ungun chal karuchinda. Who said this? Hejun. Hejun said this to Anjonga. You're pretty good at lecturing others. But ungun is actually politeness, courtesy. Intimacy, civil, friendship. So it means you are good at teaching courtesy or civility. And it's translated as you're pretty good at lecturing others. Ngun. Okay, I wanted to bring this up because in the latest episode, that was actually in episode 5, there was this conversation wherein Anjongha used the same words to Hejun. And in the translation, what they said was, you're good at patronizing others. Now, I don't really use patronizing as a word that much. So, the, mm, so what, what, is it, what does it actually mean to patronize somebody? What does it mean to patronize somebody? To treat in a way that is apparently kind or helpful, but that betrays a feeling of superiority. Okay. So, I'm teaching myself English as well. <laughs> Patronize. So, yeah, it's... that The translation was changed. It's the same phrase that Hejun said to Anjongha, but when Hejun said it to Anjongha, so in episode 3, it was, you're pretty good at lecturing others. But on episode 5, but we're not discussing episode 5 just yet. I'm just saying because I've seen this same phrase used and the translation was different. You're good at patronizing others. That was what was said. And I find this good in a way that there's variety in the translation. And because... I'm also trying to study about translation for a bit. It, it's not my profession, but I'm just looking at it and how phrases and words could be translated in a more beautiful, more artistic, and more articulated way. So that caught my interest. So And now I got to know that patron, that's what patronizing means. I, I didn't know that because the term that I know about patronizing is continuously going to that store or you know, continuously consuming this person's content. Like, thank you for patronizing my podcast show. So, I mean, like, you continuously listen to my 
podcast episode. So that's the uh, patronizing that I know. And I didn't know that there is this meaning to treat in a way that is apparently kind of helpful, but that betrays a feeling of superiority. Thank you to Oxford Dictionary for that translation, by the way. So, I mean, not translation. Um, that's not translation. The definition of the word to patronize. And yeah, so ungen can be translated uh, as patronizing. Now I know. Okay, do you find that interesting? If if you're a language learner like myself, I think you'd go like, wow, this is kind of interesting, but I'm not sure I want to be listening to this guy. Or maybe you're interested. I don't know. But it's just I'm, I'm sharing how I'm learning things right now. And this is the first stage. I, I don't know how I'm doing this podcast yet. There's no concrete format. And... So I'm just doing it and putting it out. If if you're liking it, then I'm happy. If you're not liking it and you're not picking something or anything up from it, then I don't know. My voice is just going worse for nothing. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm enjoying the process. So even if you're not enjoying it, I, I just hope that you're enjoying it and you're getting something from it. Okay. All right. So this is going to be... Okay, last two phrases from episode 3 before we go to episode 4 okay the other phrase is sarami sengaku hagu saraji okay I know everything I mean I know all the words sarami people or person sengaku hagu to think sarayaji so you must live so what does it mean in English it means thinking is what makes us human what like when I look at the translation, I was shocked because I, I was more like thinking it means people should live thinking. So for for me, it's like that's the super literal. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. This is embarrassing. I'm not full of gas. Um, I was drinking tea and maybe, well, I have gas. I'm sorry about that. Sorry for my manners. That's not... That's not ethical for a king of K-drama to do that on a podcast. I'm so sorry, but I'm not going to take that out because you deserve to know the truth. Okay. Sarami sengaku hagu sarayaji. So thinking is what makes us human. But when I thought of it again, I realized that, well, yeah, this makes better sense. Sarami sengaku hagu sarayaji. So humans live thinking and then it becomes thinking is what makes us human is that too far-fetched i wouldn't say it's too far-fetched but I, i think it was able to make the message cross that makes sense right so um when was this said this was said when I think when okay I'm looking at the other phrases that I've written down so that I could have a grasp of what's going on here okay this is during the time when Hejun and Hejun's mom was talking about life so there's actually a lot of phrases here that I really like but I'm not gonna take the whole time 
saying everything, but okay, I, I'm gonna say the English phrases. Life is like a race. You never know it's going to win until it's over. And then, yeah, so that's the line that I also like. Okay, I'm gonna read the Korean anyway. 인생관 뚜껑 더블 때 가지는 모르는 거예요. Yeah, so th- that was the point when mom and Hejun was talking. And then I, I think Hejun or the mother was saying that I, I I just have these a lot of thoughts in my head. And then the mother said, thinking is what makes us human. 사람이 생각을 하고 살아야지. So yeah, som- sometimes I would think that translations are too far-fetched. But they still make sense. So I think that's okay. Okay? Okay, so last phrase or last expression from episode 3. 강한 부정은 강한 긍정이다. 강한 부정은 강한 긍정이다. So this one... Okay, why do I keep taking down notes of words that I already know? Well, for me, it's because... The phrases make sense and the phrases are beautiful. So, kang han bujang, strong denial. Kang han kengjang, strong affirmation. Okay, so, kang han bujangun, kang han kengjangida. A strong denial is a strong affirmation. I have already used this line to one of my friends my Korean friends so I'm happy that I'm able to use it so I'm learning this phrase and then using it on actual people so that's I enjoy that so I have this friend we don't really know each other that much we've just met on hello talk again hello talk um this is not sponsored by hello talk but we met on hello talk via chat and then we followed each other on instagram and we're kind of friends right now um, not really like close friends, but we react to each other's posts from time to time. Although I don't really post. And then, yeah, so there was this time I asked him about, uh, like, because he had two coffee on his table. And he said he was drinking and studying. So I was asking him, oh, so you're dating and studying at the same time. And then he said, no, 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 I'm alone. And that's when I said, 강한 부정은 강한 긍정이다. A strong denial is a strong affirmation. And he just laughed at it. So it's kind of funny. So, yeah, it, it's good to have friends of the who speaks the target language that you have. So it's just hard to find a friend that could last long if... I mean, your main goal is language exchange. Because, I don't know, sometimes you just don't stick or you just don't click. So it's hard to find a conversation or a language partner for your target language. Especially for me, because I'm Filipino, I'm Asian. So English is not my first language. So if I try to speak with Korean who want to learn English... They would prefer to have a language partner who is a native English who wants to learn Korean as opposed to someone who speaks English but is a non-native 
who wants to learn Korean. So that's kind of challenging, but I don't mind. Because I, I already have a few Korean friends whom I can practice with. And that's good enough. Okay? Alright, I think you can hear my voice getting super hoarse. Like, this is truly not my normal voice. And I'm gonna pause. And I'm going to continue this tomorrow. And yeah. So let's pause here. Quick stop for you. A day break for me. Okay, we're picking up from where we left. So now we're going to talk about episode 4. In this episode, there's also actually a lot of phrases that I really liked. But I'm only gonna share with you maybe 4 or 5 phrases. Because we're already almost passing the 1 hour mark. And I, I, I want to finish this maybe within the next 20 minutes. Because it's already gonna be so, so very long. Okay. So if you're still with me, thank you very much. We'll continue. Okay. So in episode 4, this is when Hejun got the role for the movie. And then his manager is really very supportive. Uh, what else? And well, meanwhile, Sodom is still going through some sort of difficulty with her superior. And yeah, I think in general from episode 1 to 4, it, it was like this all the time. Sodom's relationship with her superior was just crazy. But anyway, so for now, I don't have comments about the story or the characters. We'll leave that to next week, to the next episode. But yeah, let's focus on the language part of this episode. Okay, first thing that I wanted to share with you here is this phrase or this statement. 우리 온행일치 하자고요. Okay. 우리 온행일치 하자고요. It's a it means let's straight oh yeah, sorry. Let's stay true to our words. I who said this? I can't remember who said this. Maybe wait. Okay, I, I can't remember whether it's Hejun or Jongha. Probably Hejun. 우리 온행 Let's stay true to our words. I wanted to share this with you because here there is this concept of four-syllable proverb. Four-syllable proverb, which actually originate, I think they originate from Chinese uh, four-syllable proverb. They are called, in Korean, they are called Sajasongo. So it's like four characters and they are also four syllables which has a deep meaning. So uh, the first time I got introduced to this kind of um, vocabulary word, so let's call it vocabulary word or sajasongo, the four-word proverb, four-syllable proverb, I, I encountered this when I was in Korea. I saw something on the wall and then it's a, well, it's a four-syllable word and then it had Chinese characters below it which were like um, corresponding to the to each of the characters and yeah the the four syllable proverb that I first found out about was Choshin Burmang which is to not forget the first heart so it's a very interesting forward proverb and here in this phrase we have onheng il chi 
So I looked up the meaning, meaning of onheng ilchi and based on neighbor's Korean English dictionary, onheng ilchi means this is the, it's a noun, so it's the correspondence of words to actions, the consistency between words and actions. So, yeah, I think the translation on Netflix was very good. Let's stay true to our words. So, you know, the being consistent with your, with your words and your actions. It's a good thing, right? So, uh, there's actually a whole lot more of this in the Korean language. And it's fun that from time to time you would notice, I mean, you would notice these forward proverbs being used daily by people. Although a lot of them are, I mean, I think a lot of Koreans are also unaware of different Saja Songo, but when they hear things, they kind of ha- have the, what's this, the gut feel of what it means based on the, well, because they studied the Chinese characters, most of them. So they would know if, like, the corresponding Chinese character to whichever sound that we're making. Like here, on heng yu chi. Heng here, I think, well, defi- definitely it's the heng heng dong actions like that. And then il chi, I- I'm not sure if it's il chi as in that. I think there's a verb that means il chi. So maybe this is not saja songo. I don't know. Wait, let me check because I shared with you. Oh yeah, it's a saja songo. Yes, I'm correct. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I need to research better so that I, I'm not doubting myself like this. Okay. All right. Next one I wanted to share is this one. Okay. This one is easy because the vocabulary words are easy. But for me, I wanted to take note of this because it's a good expression or yeah, something we can learn from in terms of life. Not only in terms of the language. So the phrase is, 싸움은 남하고 하는 거야. 싸움은 남하고 하는 거야. You're supposed to compete against other people. Or if, if I were to translate this like literally word by word, 싸움은, so fighting or competition if you may, 남하고 with other people 하는 거야. You do it or something you do. So, Fighting is something that you do with other people. So you're supposed to compete against other people. You know who said this? This was said by Minje, the manager of Hejun. Because Hejun was saying something like, uh, I'm not trying to fight with anybody. I'm just trying to be better than myself. I'm just competing against myself. And then Minje said, Salman namha you're supposed to compete against other people. Okay, so I think this is kind of something that you have to choose personally. So some people would prefer to compete against themselves, but there will be people who would like to compete with others. So which one are you? Okay, which one are you? Okay, yeah, that's it. Alright, another thing that I found really interesting here, because, anyway, this is like, 
Okay, am I gonna say this? Okay, I, I, I'll just say it anyway. The phrase is 그럼 오늘부터 쉽고 금할까? 그럼 오늘부터 쉽고 금할까? 쉽고 금할까? Okay, I'm not doing an ASMR, sorry. 그럼 오늘부터 쉽고 금할까? What, what does this mean? In the show, it was translated as Then should we start today? But then... If if you just took the translation, it's like, what does this mean? Start what? So, uh, if you're going to look at the phrase, so, 그럼, then, 오늘부터, starting from today, 십구금 할까? Should we do 십구금? And 십구금 is very interesting because I didn't know this word before and when I tried looking it up, uh, it's like shipku is nineteen, and then gum. Uh, it's like kumhada, something like that. So or kumhada is it right? Yeah, it means something like to stop, right? Okay, I'm typing on my laptop, and you can hear it. Is it that bad? Oh, okay. To stop or to suppress, prohibit, ban, something like that. So shipku gum. Shipkugum, shipkugum, shipkugum. Shipkugum means something like R19. Uh, okay, but I mean, this depends on each country. In the Philippines, it's R18. In Korea, is it R19? I'm not sure, but yeah, this is what is used. So I asked a friend, and it means to do so when. The person asks this, this means the person is if they should start doing something in appro- inappropriate for like people below that age, something like that. So this is something you should not say casually to people. Maybe it's like it's a language between lovers or someone dating. So in this case, this is Gino and Hena. Jinu is the best, is one of the best friends of of Hejun and Heyo, and then Hena is the sister of Heyo. Okay. All right. Okay. So lastly, so I I'd like to give you the last phrase already. So we're just wrapping up before. Or no 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 no. There's another that I want to share, but this is the okay. There's a lot. Should I just continue? Okay, I'll, I'll just continue. Like, everything that I've originally planned. This is another word from Minje, the manager of Hejun. She said, There's no such thing as karma. Wow. Okay, so... Actually, here in this episode, I, I've got to learn more about Minja's perception of the world based on the things that she was saying. And although when she said this, there's no such thing as karma, I was thinking like she was a person who would do bad things. But she's not like that. Her character is, you know... It seemed like she's very innocent 
she's very kind, she's very good, at least to Hejin. But then when she said this, like, oh, what does she mean? There's no such thing as karma. But I feel like she's referring to other people. So just because other people do bad things to you, you can't just let them be and wait for karma to hit them. I think she's like telling that if somebody hits you, either you dodge it or you receive it and then fight back. Don't just receive it and then just hope that karma will get on their way or hit them or something. So yeah, it, it depends on you if you, which side are you on, do you believe in, in karma or not. But I just wanted to say this and because there's that new vocabulary word that I learned, ingwangbu. Okay, ingwangbu. Cool. Okay, so lastly, this is something very long. But I wanted to share with you because I really like this uh, comparison or this... What's this? Uh, words of wisdom? Okay, so this line is... was, well, uh, This line was spoken by Hejun. It's actually a monologue. So while you're seeing him in some scenes, he's doing monologues. I think this is quite frequent in Korean drama wherein... They say, like, things that they have learned in their life. And then you see them doing things, okay? So this is what he said. I'll read the Korean first. 우리 세대에는 수조 계급론이 있다. 부모가 자식을 되받침해 줄수 있는 돈을 기준으로 금수조, 흑수조로 나눈다. Okay, that was the Korean phrase. And in English, it says, There is a class theory that's popular in my generation. Depending on how much financial support you can get from your parents, you're categorized as gold or dirt spoon. Okay, so, gold spoon, kum sujo, dirt spoon, hook sujo. So, that one is easy to grasp, right? So there are people who are categorized as gold spoon people and there are the people who are dirt spoon people. So it's a, yeah, like it said, it's a class theory, like class hierarchy amongst people. And yeah, in this story, Hejun is a dirt spoon. Although he's a model if you look at his family background, he's not really well off. This is first world. That's why it's like that. So even if he's, you know, he's doing some things, he's a model, he has job, so on and so forth. They have a house. They even have a car. Well, it's not like car car. It's like a truck, actually, a small truck. But yeah, in this set up in the first world country they are actually a dirt spoon so I, I just wanted to say that depending on where you're coming from you might take this differently like for example if I have listeners or watchers or no not watchers not watchers of me if there are people listening to me in this podcast and are watching record of youth for example if they're coming from a third world country they might not easily understand why he's calling himself a dirt spoon because definitely poverty is 
still way, way, way beyond what Hejun was experiencing in the show. But it's a first world country, so people like that are already considered Dirt Spoon. I'd like to tell more about the dynamics of, you know, friendship in the story, but I think I'll leave that to the next episode. So, so far, I'd like to wrap up this episode somewhere here. And for all of you who have listened to this episode, this is the first time I'm trying something like this. So I hope that you would understand and help me. Let me know how I could improve this show in such a way that I could help you better. Because, well, for me, this is still very experimental. I, I don't really know what I'm doing. And you might have noticed that my speech patterns could sometimes be really messy. I didn't prepare for this episode as much as I've wanted. I mean, I've prepared, I've studied, so on and so forth. But I could have prepared more that that one, I'm sure. So I'm gonna do that for the next episode. I'll try to improve already from what I've done in here and I'll apply it to the next episode. But if you have comments or suggestions, I would really appreciate it. So send me a message on Twitter or yeah, please send me a message on Twitter. That's, I think, that's the easiest way to access me. So let's do that, okay? And yeah, I don't want to hold you for so long. And it's been a really wonderful conversation with you although i cannot hear from you right now but yeah so i guess i will see you next week and i think next week i will be this i will be discussing episodes five to eight hopefully i could already watch up to eight because i have just finished episode six but i'll try to do this faster for all of you guys and maybe study more about the structure of the show so that it could be better for the listeners as well so thank you very much and this is rome your kinka friend signing out <laughs>